helping church leaders amplify their impact and reach their communities. This is the Amplified Impact Podcast. Hey, digital communicators, welcome to another episode of the Amplified Impact Podcast. I'm John Falk, and this is episode number 14, Life Church Social Media with Bo Coffrin. Uh, I am so excited about this interview because it's really amazing, right? Life Church has 27 campuses currently. They have over 80 social media accounts, and they just do such an amazing job with online engagement and helping the broader church. And we're going to unpack all of that in this episode. So stay with me. You're going to be in for a real treat. Now, before we dive in, let me just say a huge thank you to all of you who listen faithfully uh, to the podcast every month. So appreciate you. And for all of you that have rated us on iTunes, thank you so much for that as well. That really helps us reach more people and more churches and ultimately uh, just have a greater impact uh, in, with the gospel and helping churches reach their communities. So thank you so much. Hey, if you haven't heard, we're doing some online live workshops uh, and they've been great and we've got a few coming up. Uh, we're doing them every two to three weeks uh, over the next uh, month and a half or so. And if you haven't got to participate in one, we're just getting such great feedback. These are small, intimate, live online workshops where we tackle a particular topic, uh, kind of unpack the things that I've learned over the last decade helping my church grow and I give you the tools and the resources to overcome some of the hurdles that you're facing. So we're talking about things like communication strategy and social media, best practices and branding and storytelling and project management and getting more volunteers involved in communications and creative arts and social media, all of these things that will really amplify the impact of your church. And so if you're interested in those, go over to amplifiedimpact.org workshop. These are small. We kind of keep them small so that I can actually help you work through the challenges that you have at your church. And it's kind of like a mini mastermind kind of environment. And so I hope that you can join me for one of those. I would love to get to connect with you that way. Uh, just head over to amplifiedimpact.org workshop and reserve your seat for whichever topic is most interesting to you. Also, while you're there, you can get the show notes for this episode. So we've got um, a video version of this podcast you can watch there. And this episode, uh, Bo has graciously agreed to give away his social media spreadsheet that he uses to plan all of their main account posts. And you'll kind of see how he does that. Super awesome and so thankful for that. So you can download that over there at amplifiedimpact.org while you're there. Well, let's get right to it because this is just, I just had such a great time with Bo. You're going to love this. Bo Coffrin is the social media director at Life Church. That's right, Life Church in Edmond, Oklahoma. And it's one of the biggest churches in America. He is known also as Lunchbox Dad. He's got a blog and a bunch of content out on social media. And he's just an all around fantastic person. So you're really going to love this. Here is Bo. Hey, Bo, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me on today, John. I really appreciate it. Hey, so for those that maybe don't know your background or what you're doing, why don't you give a little um, overview of kind of where you've been, where you're at? Yeah, so I am the social media director here at Life Church in Edmond, Oklahoma, and I've been on staff here for about two years. 
before that, I was uh, I lived out in California, and I was a, a youth pastor for about 15 years. And a few years ago, I started a blog called uh, Lunchbox Dad, and it was just really me trying to figure out a way to connect with my daughter when she started school. And, uh, and so that's kind of how my love for social media developed and, uh, it kind of, the blog took off and my social media took off from there and, uh, God just really called my family to something different. And, uh, through this position here at Life Church, it was a brand new position at the time. Um, he, God just really brought together this love for social media and love for the church. And it's been just a great fun ride over the last couple of years. Now, I know some people are probably listening and they're saying, wait, he went from youth pastor to social media expert at Life Church. Like that's like every youth pastor's dream, right? To be able to make that kind of leap. So how, how did, was it, was that a function of the lunchbox dad stuff taking off so much or? Yeah. Yeah. So just, uh, I'm, I was a, a lot self-taught. I was, uh, I went to school for, um, just general ministry and got my master's in theology and uh, really, it was the social media was self-taught just uh, through my kids just starting to grow up and through my blog and figuring out how to expand that and, and uh, how to be creative in different ways through that. And just kind of learning tips and tricks here and there and being involved in communities online for, for blogging. And, uh, and it just uh, kind of expanded from there. It took a few years. And then um, yeah, then the position opened up and it was just a great fit and God just kept opening up the doors. That's awesome. That's such a great story. So uh, you've been doing social media at Life Church for t- two years. You've got you all have a ton of campuses. I mean, one of the largest churches in America. You've got ch- churches in multiple states and all of that. So h- give us an overview of how the social media functions there at your church. Yeah, so we have 27 campuses in eight different states. <laughs> 27 and- campuses. Yeah, and uh, and so and plus church online on top of that, yeah. and so um, so we have our global channels, which are usually what we're known for if you're outside of a campus area, and those are our larger channels. We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and um, and a few others, Pinterest, things like that, and then um, our campuses all have Facebook and Instagram accounts as well. Wow, and and so I will help. I'm very hands on with our global channels. And uh, a lot of the posts that you'll see uh, I've created um, or someone on the communications team here at Life Church has created. And then uh, from there, we have um, I do a lot of training with our campuses and our campus staffs. And we try and keep things on brand. But also I try and encourage them. And we we uh, here at Life Church, we say we're in a high feedback culture. And so um, we definitely we give a lot of feedback and hopefully um with the purpose of creating excellence and bringing people to Jesus through social media. Hmm, hmm. So 27 times three, that's what 81 different accounts plus the global one. So is there a clone of you at all 27 campuses? (laughs) (laughs) There is. So there's someone at each campus that part of their job is either uh, running social media for the campus or finding um, leaders to do that volunteers um, at the campus. So we, we utilize uh, leaders quite a bit here at Life Church. For me, we have, if you see um, uh, Life Church responding online on any of the, like our Facebook page or, or anything like that, 99% of the time is uh, someone from our social media team who's a, a volunteer leader. And, oh, uh, they bro, do an I thought that was job. you 24-7 <laughs> responding 24/7, to yeah. me. <laughs> so, I have a team of uh, 
just an amazing team. I'm so thankful uh, about 80 people that they're uh, responding either as Life Church or using their personal accounts, and they'll have like a, a social media signature in there, uh, denoting that they're part of our social media team. And uh, and they're they're amazing. I'm um, helping build engagement and minister to people on our pages and accounts. Okay, so let's unpack this a little bit because I know there's a lot of church leaders that are listening. They're saying, "Hey, we just have one campus. We've got like." three social media accounts. There might be a few others that we've lost track of. Like it, it feels overwhelming to have to put out content on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and wherever else, you know, other channels people are using. So t- tell us how you keep it from like just being like all consuming fire, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I have a, a social media template that we use week after week and it's not the same post, but it kind of helps uh, me keep things visually straight, and and so uh, we try and create conversation on our on our Facebook pages. I, we like to say here that uh, we believe that social media isn't a billboard that people drive by. That people drive by, it should be a coffee shop people hang out in. And so we want our posts to reflect that. So it's not just promoting events. In fact, uh, most of it is not. One of our main goals is to minister to people where they're at. And as, as many of us know, it's, it's online, it's on social media. And, uh, and so we are trying to do that the best way that we can. And so, um, so I have a, t- a template um, that we have each week and I'll go ahead and create some posts for that. And, um, and it helps me, really it helps me balance out, okay, here's a post that's a ministry post here. Here's just a fun question here. Or here is a promotion for this new series coming up here. And, and it, it helps me um, stay organized. But also, um, we believe in quality over quantity. So it's not about the amount of posts that a church or a ministry might be trying to put out. It's like, don't, I, I really caution against trying to um, put out, oh, we need to put out five posts today, right? It's not about that. It's about the quality of posts that you're putting. And so I, I, that's something, and I only say that because that, that's something that I deal with sometimes. You go, oh, I got to meet this mem- minimum requirement. Well, really, it's not. And that's something we've been really trying to adjust, um, especially lately, as we, many of you know, with the Facebook al- algorithm changes and stuff like that, uh, we're just trying to test and try different things. And uh, some of it's not going to work. Some of it hopefully will. And we're just, um, social media is constantly changing. And so a lot of it is just experimenting. So what does your routine look like? Like, do you get up Monday morning and like figure it all out for the week or like, what does it look like? So generally, uh, what I'll do is I'll try and have by Wednesday end of day, all our posts for the following week done. Um, and so that the week starts on Saturday for us and goes through the following Friday. And then, um, and then what we just use, um, like I said, it's an Excel spreadsheet that I upload to Google Docs and I have some volunteers uh, who will schedule those actually in the social media channels. And then any content like videos or photos that need to go along with that, we just use Dropbox. And so nothing complicated, nothing expensive, something that any church can, can use. And that just works for us. I know some other churches do it differently, but that's just what works for us. So you're writing out all the posts in the spreadsheet. Would it be cool if we made that available to all the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. cool. So uh, people are, you know, you're filling out this spreadsheet. You've got some kind of uh, different categories of posts that you're putting stuff in. And then how are you, like, are you creating the graphics? Do you have, do you assign that to different people? Are you just pulling stuff that you've, you've already, your church has already done? 
So it, it kind of depends on the post. Uh, we have um, some graphic designers who create stuff for series and things like that. So, so that stuff's done for me, which is nice. Um, but then also um, it could be photos from the weekend that, that people have taken that I'm organizing and, and, and I'm trying to share and put through. Maybe it's a story from a campus, an amazing story of life change um, from someone. And we're trying to do a lot more of those things. And, and so I'm trying to collect photos, um, photos for that and write like a little short caption of their story there. And, uh, and so it really comes from a lot of different sources. It might be some, a graphic that I create myself on the fly. Um, but it, it kind of depends. Yeah. Okay. And then what do you, what about responding to things in the moment? I mean, I know you said that there's volunteers that are like replying to comments and stuff, but what happens if there's some disaster or some other thing where it's like, Hey, you already made the schedule of the content and now it's like, we need to, it's something that we need to respond to. Like, what does that look like? Yeah, that's a fantastic point. Uh, social media, I feel like needs to be nimble as much as possible. And, and so whether it's a natural disaster or maybe it's just something trending on Twitter that would be organic to jump on. We do that sometimes where it's like, Hey, this is for some reason it's trending today. And so we're going to jump on that, maybe create a question around that and send it out. Um, my first thing in the morning is I'll jump on Twitter and see what's going on there. Cause that's usually where, where news is breaking. Um, and, and so if it's a natural disaster or something, um, We'll I'll see it there, or it's a trend, or, or or something like that, and it helps me respond um, to people on there that I need to as well. So um, in that regard, it, once uh, an emergency or something comes up, um, I'll be in touch with my boss, and hey, do you think we should respond to this? And we decide together whether to do that or not, and what that you call looks Craig. Like. You call Craig on the cell, um, <laughs> yeah. interrupt the meeting, or what? <laughs> <laughs> no. So my boss is uh, her name is Lori Bailey, and she's I'm, amazing. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so we decide what to do with that. And, um, sometimes we respond, sometimes we don't. And it kind of, we, we take each on a case by case basis, how we're going to do that. And, uh, we, we kind of decided a little while back, we don't want everything to be like a necessarily a pray for this or a pray for that. Um, we wanted to kind of individualize it more and really respond to, um, how it should be in the moment and, um, and what, if we can do more than that, if we can point people to a global mission partner or a local mission partner that we work with and um, try and, try and uh, have prayer mixed in with some, some um, other practical options as well. And so we kind of decide that. So sometimes people are like, hey, why don't, why don't churches respond like right away? Well, sometimes you really need that time to be able to respond well. And, uh, and respond in an appropriate way. And so that's why it kind of takes some time. Um, even, you know, for us, we try and be nimble, but uh, it takes some time sometimes to, to get that stuff out and really respond, I, I feel like, in a God-honoring way, and we just do the best that we can with that. This is, this is fantastic. I think this is, this is really helpful for people just in terms of, like, a rhythm of putting content together and how to respond and all of that. So how do you, you know, Churches are probably listening, thinking if I just had one or two social media volunteers, like that would make a huge difference for the amount of time that I have to put into all of this. And so talk about, you know, how you find them, what kind of training you give them, you know, what kind of their guidelines are, all of that stuff. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Uh, for some of them, they came through church online. And so if people that are listening, they have a church online ministry, that's a great way to find volunteers for social media because chances are they're online a lot anyway. Um, and if you don't, maybe you have some people that comment on your pages quite a bit. 
And so maybe it's a matter of you asking them and reaching out, hey, I noticed that you're, you're commenting on these sermon quotes or these video clips. How would you like to come on and be a leader in our social media, um, on the social media team that we're starting? And so it could be as simple as that. And maybe it does start out with just one or two people. It's got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. And, and then you build from there. Um, we have some training docs set up. I have, uh, we have an onboarding process with, I have like kind of a head volunteer who's amazing. She's actually in Peru. So she was, she came on through church online and, uh, and so we have, uh, leaders from all over the world, which is really cool. Um, but it could also start from someone at your campus. You know, maybe it's a college student who you see is on Instagram quite a bit. And maybe they're not commenting on your stuff, but maybe that's a chance to help train them and help them see, uh, you know what, social media is not just a place to hang out, but it can be a a place for ministry as well. Mm -hmm. I think that's really good because I think, you know, it'd be easy to just say, oh, this person kind of likes Facebook and they're on there occasionally. I'm going to ask them. But if they're not already in a routine of being on social media a lot, just because they start volunteering at the church, you're not going to all of a sudden, you know, be on Facebook every day if they don't normally get on Facebook every day. Right. So I think that's really important that you're pointing out like, hey, just find the people who are already doing this kind of stuff and then invite them into the process. Absolutely. And I would say also, so we have an uh, official uh, application for anyone who serves at Life Church, and that applies to the social media team as well. And they're all background checked because we want it to be safe. And so um, so just make it the same process as you do for any other uh, leader that serves at your church. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So then you bring someone on, they go through the training, and then what? Are do you assi- are they like on a particular platform in your case where like they're just doing Twitter or they're just doing Instagram? Like how does that how does that work? So the way that we do it that works for us and I mean this could go a lot of different ways depending on the church and what works for you. Just what we found works for us is we have a, a level called community leaders and they they started out maybe a while ago and have proven that they're faithful volunteers who just, I mean, they have a heart for ministry and a heart for people and they show up every week. And, uh, and so we're always constantly trying to train new community leaders. And those are the people that can respond as life church because they've proven themselves trustworthy there. And then, um, so they each take a day, a day of the week. And so it might be a Monday. So we have a community leader on a Monday. They might have an assistant community leader who they're training underneath them. Um, and then there's a team of people underneath them as well. So if you were if you were serving on the lecture social media team, maybe your day would be Monday. Um, and you know that every Monday you show up and it's just throughout the day you're checking in, responding to people. Uh, maybe it's a day where we have a prayer request post and you're praying for people. Um, and so that's that's how it goes. And so you own that day. That Across day all the platforms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And and you know you don't. It's not required that you have Twitter. If you're like, hey, I, I love Facebook, I'm always on Facebook, great. Um, but if you do have Twitter and you can jump on there or Instagram, that's even better. Mm-hmm. And then all the people under them are posting, if they're replying to a comment or something like that, they're posting as themselves? Yep, yep. Um, and so they post as themselves and just says like Life Church social media team. Okay. Um, and then after, who's, after who's is it the community, who's, is it the community leader that then schedules like the post for a week or who, who does no, that? I have some other people who, uh, you know, they're like, Hey, we, we'd love to serve in, in social media. We can't like commit to, to a certain day. Um, but they, uh, I'm like, that's okay. We, if you want to serve, we're going to find a place for you to serve. And so, um, it's great. So we have uh, someone who just takes Facebook and they'll schedule all the Facebook posts for the week. And the great thing about a leader who will do this 
for you is that they can do it on their own time at home. They don't have to come to church to do this. They don't have to go to a certain place. And so that's why I try and have it out on Wednesday. So over the next couple nights on their time, even if they might work, uh, maybe they take a break at work at night, they can um, schedule these posts out and, and it works around their schedule too. And so it helps bring, just bring more people um, into being able to serve God and through social media, which I, I think is really cool. And so that's what I love about it is we can do this no matter where we are or, or who we are or what time. And, and, uh, and there's a chance to minister to people. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what challenges or pitfalls have you run into? I mean, obviously you, I mean, you pretty much was there, were there social media volunteers before or you just, you started this two years ago? Um, there were some before. Okay. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and I, I've been taking that over with, with training. We also have a Facebook group, which by the way, that's an, a great way for, I, I would say any church volunteers to keep them really in community. And so our community leaders will post if it's, if their day is Thursday, the community leader will post on Thursday an encouraging post in the Facebook group for their team. And, and, uh, and so that's a great way to keep your, your, um, people who serve involved throughout the week as well. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and so, and then we have for our community leaders, we have a monthly training where we get together and it's not just, here's practical logistical things we pray for each other and we find out what's going on in each other's lives and um and it's a it's a really fun time we also for for me and our do you do it digitally or in person we do it digitally okay, yes yeah. we just do it over video yeah. um so we do a, a video like just like we're doing right now and uh and that that's the beauty of it is a number of us are in different states or different countries and we just we just make it work so, so what challenges and pitfalls have you run into growing at, you know, this huge volunteer team that's supporting all these channels and everything? Like, give us just an example of some challenge that maybe you had ran into and then how you kind of dealt with it. Uh, yeah, I mean, specifically with volunteers, it's, it's sometimes they get busy and sometimes maybe they're going through a, a phase of life just if they're serving like just like they're serving in youth ministry or they're serving like as an usher or a greeter maybe it's time for them to step down for a little bit or maybe they've reached a point where they're like you know what this just isn't where god's calling me to serve anymore and so i think the important thing is being open-handed and saying great but god is calling you to serve let's find out where that is um and maybe it's with another ministry and um i think you know, that's, that's just as valid. And so it's hard, like saying goodbye to some volunteers and leaders sometimes, but, uh, if we could get them plugged into where God has wired them to serve the best and where their passions are, that I think that that's the best thing long-term for any ministry. Sure. Sure. No, that's, that's good. So this is really helpful because I think there's people listening. They're saying, Hey, I can get a few volunteers. I can train them. I can get them, you know, you know, maybe they start posting as themselves. And then eventually as they prove themselves, you know, it's all about stewardship and kind of being empowered, you know, as they're faithful with a few things to do more things. And I think that's, that's all fantastic. And so if someone's sitting there though, thinking like I could do this with some text posts, I could do this with some photo posts, like, you know, put, throw a few graphics together. That's not too bad. But when it comes to video and like, that's where a lot of the engagement is happening, right? On social media. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you, how do you plan those out so that when you start thinking about it on Monday, by Wednesday, you've got videos that are ready to schedule for the following week. Yeah, I think it kind of depends on what video you're talking about or what type of video. I think one of the uh, beautiful things about social media right now is live video is so big and like Facebook is going to push live video over anything else, right? And so, and Instagram, they're trying to push live video as well. 
And what do you need to do live video? Really at its basic level, you need a smartphone. So if you have a smartphone, um, you can uh, plan out amazing uh, live videos and it doesn't have to, you know, it doesn't take a lot of editing. It doesn't take really any of that. And so it can, um, it can be you and a smartphone and an idea and a staff member. And um, I would say that that's the biggest thing is if you're trying to start out in video, just just go that route. And because it's going to get the most reach, it's going to get a lot of engagement. People are going to feel really connected to it. And so that's a great way just to start. Um, and so uh, then also um, look for stories in your congregation. Um, look for stories among your attenders. And um, I would say that a lot of the videos out there that you see getting millions of views right now are taken on like smartphones or really cheap video cameras. Yeah, yeah. And they're just like people's real stories. And no matter what size church you have, you have people with stories out there. And um, it's just a matter of going to collect those. And maybe it's on a weekend. It's someone that's just talking about why they love serving at your church or how they started coming to your church. And that's a powerful story right there. And it doesn't need to be, in fact, it shouldn't be four to five minutes long. It should be 30 seconds to a minute um, of just them telling their story. And if it's compelling, if it's powerful, people are going to respond to that. It's so interesting, isn't it? How the videos went from like super polished and everything. And now it's like the vertical video on your smartphone with like the lighting and the audio isn't like perfect, but like, it's like that raw, genuine, authentic feed that like people just soak up. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's even you see like huge sites like Good Morning America, some of their best videos that are ones that they collect just from people who watch their show and they're collecting these handheld smartphone videos and then chopping them up and putting them together for one that's suitable for social media. And it's not taking a big crew or anything like that. Lots of lighting and sound. It's, it's just really raw in the moment stuff, which is, which is great for, for churches, you know? And so, um, it's, it makes it a lot easier to collect and a lot less time consuming, a lot less expensive, and it makes it accessible to anyone. Hmm. Hey, so I want to ask you one more question before we move to the amplified speed round. So what, what's a challenge that you're wrestling with just right now? And you don't have to have the solution, but I'm just kind of curious, you know, yeah. when you get to this point and you've got all these things going on, like what are you trying to overcome or what challenge are you trying to conquer right now? I think like a lot of people, it's algorithm changes. And, uh, and so it's, it's that Facebook algorithm specifically, especially with the big change that happened. And, and so we are trying to figure out how do we have, um, how do we reach more people um, despite that? And so we're looking a lot at Facebook groups and what, um, what role that can play. Um, it, I was not, I've been noticing, especially lately in the last week, um, as I'm scrolling through my personal news feed, what am I seeing? I'm seeing, I, I've noticed three things. Um, posts from my friends and family, which Facebook wants you to see. Tons of posts from Facebook groups. And I see ads. And those are the three things. And so if I'm seeing those and I'm connected with a ton of different pages, um, this must be similar to what other people are seeing as well. Yeah, that's and what I've been seeing. Yeah. 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 And so how can we, how can we as a church um, really, instead of bucking against the system, how can we work with this and, and, and make it work um, to glorify God with this and just really expand the reach of the kingdom um, with the tools that Facebook is giving us? So that's kind of like the, uh, what we're dealing with right now. Like, how do we best do this and, yeah. and work with it? All right. Well, when you get that figured out, we're going to have to do yeah. a part two episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's 
that's awesome. Hey, uh, so so for Amplified Impact, I'm just going to fire off a few questions here, and you can kind of give some answers. So, uh, what's what's and I know you all have done a ton of things to attract new visitors, but one of the, what's one of the best things that your church has done to attract new people to the church? Yeah, you know, uh, I think. One of the big things is for us, it's a series that we do called At the Movies, which is a lot of fun where we decorate our lobbies like different movie themes. And and Pastor Craig will um, uh, use movies as illustrations um, for his for his sermons. And um, it's it's fantastic. But you know what? One of the, the really it's and it's old school. But we just encourage people to invite. We give them cards to hand out, and we encourage attenders to invite other people. Um, and that's one of the biggest things that we um, encourage people to do, invite people around them. And that's that's really what it is. Um, so, yeah, I would say definitely invite cards. Sitting on seats, people take them and invite people. Mm. That the movie series are always amazing because I, I got to go there. I was at one of your campuses a few years back. I think it was when Frozen had just like made the box office, you know, bust out or whatever. And uh, one of the campuses, probably a lot of the campuses were doing Frozen. And it was, they were all setting it up because we had come during the week because um, we were, anyways, we were in town. And so it, we got the tour of kind of all, it was amazing. It was amazing. So I always, I always look on the internet for photos of, you know, the different scenes that are happening at all the campuses in the summer because it's just really cool. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, what, what would you say is the most important aspect of a church communication strategy? Hmm, that's a great question. I would say um, developing brand guidelines for your church is is really kind of where it starts, and so then everything can can stem out from there. Um, and so, yeah, just like fonts, colors. If you're um, if you're thinking specifically about Instagram, what do you want your Instagram look to be? But general brand guidelines, I think, are huge because that'll help simplify things for um, for other ministries and other volunteers and leaders as well. If, if you have it like, and not just up in your head, but written out or in a document. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your favorite tool for ministry? Like a an app or a tool or a website? Uh, yeah. Favorite tool for ministry right now. I've been using InShot a lot, uh, and so that is—it's kind of like a mini uh, photo video editor just on your phone. It's a free app. Um, so I recommend everyone has it because it, it'll um, size your photos and videos to whatever optimal size you want for different social media channels. And I'm on InShot almost every day because it's uh, yeah. I, Go ahead and just download it. You you want it? Okay, so, I haven't yeah. tried it, so that's, that's when we hang up. That's what yeah. I'm going to do. Um, let's see what, what's one thing that a church can do to differentiate itself where I live, there's church rows everywhere where it's like the street. And then because of the zoning, there's like 10 churches. And obviously we're all working on the same team, but at the same time, we also have to like stand out too. So uh, what can a church do to differentiate itself? Man, uh, you know, that's, that's a great question. I think, I think really it comes to the people and the culture of the church and uh, and just being known what you're for and not just what you're against. I think that's huge. And that comes directly from leadership. That comes from our pastor, Pastor Craig, um, all the time. Just like we, we need to be known what we're for. And so um, and and just really fight for that. And, and I think that's a huge thing um, that doesn't cost anything. Um, except for time and uh, can really change people's perceptions. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, last question. Uh, who do you think I should interview? Who would you recommend I interview on the podcast next and why would you recommend them? Mm, that's a good question. You, you know who I 
love on social media and in church communications is Jeanette Yates. And she's at uh, a United Methodist Church, and you should definitely have her on. She just started a uh, a podcast with another uh, another woman in in church communications, and so um, yeah, definitely it's uh, oh, I'm blanking on the name of the Jeanette's going to kill me. Oh, it's I'm okay. I'll get it from you podcast. afterwards. We'll throw it in yes. the show notes. Yeah, you yeah. link that for sure. It's like t- it's called like two church girls and a microphone or something okay. like that. Cool. Um, okay, yeah. Check so the show notes, and we'll we'll have it there. So yeah. Well, great. Hey, Bo, thank you so much. Tell folks how they can connect with you if they want to learn more about you or, or connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. On uh, life, uh, life.church is the website and at Life Church is as um, I'm always on there, of course. And then personally um, at Lunchbox Dad, too, if you want to get a hold of me personally, um, for sure. Um, or if you have just questions about church communication stuff, we like to say here at Life Church, we're all about the Capital C Church. I love talking with other uh, church people about this. And so um, you can just email me at bo.coffrin at life.church, and you can link that if you want to uh, down there as well. So I'd love to talk to more people about their ideas and however we can work together and have some fun. Wow. Bo, thank you so much. This has just been great, and it's been cool hanging out with you. And I know all of our listeners appreciate your insights. So thank you just for being an open book and sharing with us. Thanks so much, John, and uh, and I appreciate it. And make sure and check out open.life.church as well because you can get a ton of free resources for social media and a ton of other stuff too um, on there. I, that's my favorite thing. I love championing open because we give away all our resources for free. That's, and, great. Uh, that's great. Lots of things for churches to use. Cool. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, John. See ya. Folks, I don't know if you could tell or not, but Bo just has such a heart for helping other churches. And I just I just loved connecting with him and hearing his passion about helping other churches. He's he's an open book. The whole team at Life Church is just fantastic. I mean, they've just put out so many great resources to help churches. And so I'm just so thankful for them. Be sure to connect with Bo. You can reach him on social media, as he said, at Lunchbox Dad on all the different platforms. Be sure to go over to open.life.church and get all the resources they're putting out there. Um, you can email him at bow.coffrin at life.church. And uh, don't forget to head over to amplifiedimpact.org and get his spreadsheet that he uses for planning social media, free resource for you there. And be sure to register for one of our upcoming live workshops. I think you'll find them really helpful and uh, all the different tools and resources that we give you as part of that. Uh, They're just fantastic. We've been getting great feedback on those. So as always, this has been a blast. I hope you found this really helpful. Uh, Go get ready for Easter because it's just around the corner. And until then, amp it up.